fellow investigators and welcome back to our video podcast into the darkness where my friends and i play the call of cthulhu role-playing game i'm your host tom Rayley. the campaign is the two-headed serpent it was written by paul fricker scott torward and matthew sanderson and it was edited by mike mason and it's available at the chaosium website our game master is matthew sanderson and this is episode 19 now for the recap you're listening to WITV radio So without any further delay, let's continue our journey into the darkness. Matthew? Hey, thank you very much, Tom. All right, you are chugging your way slowly uh, down the country as that red line does its Indiana Jones impression going down the map, working your way towards Oklahoma. Ten points for anyone who bursts into song about that point. No. <laughs> it's dusty. I think you have plenty of time. This this journey takes about two days by rail. So is there anything that you want to be doing on the way down there? I would like to finish reading the Nakal texts. Mm-hmm. Did yeah, we have a chance? Two. I'm sorry, did we have a chance to get the film developed? Yeah, you, you would have been able to get them done overnight um, so with your, your help and Zoe's help and, and so on to, um, to get them all processed. Because so of some not-so-great photography roles, uh, a large chunk of the book is not very readable. But there are sections of it that you can read. Yeah, the, 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 well, and Gerhard doesn't know Chinese, so there's not much you can do with that. Hopefully he can see something on those tablets that were on the, on the photographs. Photos of photos. Mm-hmm. Right. In which case, I'm saying in the two days, you've got a chance to read one of the two. 
that you can either go with the religious texts, the, the ones that are written in Nikal, they're kind of Gospels of Yigas, as they've uh, termed them, or you can have a look at the photographs and try to decipher or comprehend what's in there. So which, being, which do you prefer? being that we're going into what might be a, a Nikal base or whatever, uh, I would like to learn the Nikal text. Okay. Yigian text or whatever. Right. In which case, because you've made your language roll to read that already, uh, you can give me a 1d6 for sanity loss. Oh, boy. Uh, five, and I'm going to use luck to absorb that. Okay. And you can also gain four points of Cthulhu Mythos. My sanity's slipping away here. Four, so I'm at 25 Cthulhu Mythos right now. Okay. And last of all, can you give me another Nakal roll? Remember, with your linguist, you get the bonus style. Bonus. Correct. Nakal. Uh, ooh, that's a 91, but with the bonus, 31. So I'll spend one point to get it down to 30 and just a base score. Gotcha. All right. In which case, I will send you a message. Jeez, it's getting bleak outside, guys. So we're right into the dust bowl. My God, it's it's every bit as bad as the stories have said it is. Yeah, indeed, very acrid land that you're passing by. Um, given that there's been a number of droughts over the preceding years, the land has quite literally turned to dust in large parts of the country here. Looks like Gerhard has a question. Yes, uh, did I learn anything else besides what you sent in the message? Anything I could pass along to the group? Uh, mainly what we've gone, uh, gone over previously. This, this very much seems to be a religious, uh, religious document. Um, very much in parallel with the Bible. That it's almost written up as different books from almost different perspectives of different, not disciples, but children of Yig. So it gives their perspective on how that they have been they've been descended from uh, Yig, how they have spread and taught their father's ideals. That very much it's such like strength with a father with an iron grip, and it's the same thing but told from different um, different perspectives over quite a long period of time. You, you think this document probably took the best part of a thousand years or more to put together? Wow! And now, do I feel from reading this that? They're physical descendants of Yig or spiritual descendants of Yig? Uh, probably a combination of both. Some you think are physical, others probably towards the later end of that thousand year period are more, if they're, if they're going to be any kind of blood relation, it's going to be a very distant one, but at least a theological child of. And one final question and I'm done. Now that praise be to Yig phrase that we learned, do I find the full passage? Uh, that, that is quoted in there as praise be to Yig. So that phrase does come up in it. Um, it that is its entirety. Okay. I was wondering, because if somebody questioned, I wanted to try and memorize a few lines before and after. So they don't, oh, well, what do you, what do you know about that? And I could be, can, 
finish the passage. So oh, it, it appears in multiple places, so you have a choice of different okay. contexts that you can throw at people in the car. All right, so that way if I need to, and then I'll try and let the group know about that. So if we're questioned in, in more depth, they can say blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Okay, thank you. So uh, Gerhard, you've been reading in those books for, for a day now. Oh, and by the way, Gerhard is very pale. He looks like he hasn't slept and he has like a slight, his hand trembles just ever so slightly once in a while. What, what, what horrible things, how many, how many, can you speculate how many of these snake people are out there? I don't have a clue yet, but, and I give the breakdown of the story and the lineage and how it sort of mimics our uh, Bible in, you know, quotations. Hmm. There's a lot of, but there's no way to really tell how old the, the text is itself. Oh, would you say it stretched out a thousand years, two thousand years? I'm sorry. Yeah, about a thousand years from start to finish, you'd think. Um, but then the time it was written, you're looking at multiples of a hundred of that. This is easily hundred thousand, two hundred thousand years old. Oh, wow. So before wow. human civilization really became anything. Yeah. Yes. Hmm. But the reproductive rate of the snake people is much slower, I'm assuming, than mammalian-based. Well, life. yeah, I'd like to find out some of their history. I think the queen told us a little bit about it, but why is it that, that uh, human beings, homo sapiens, ultimately dominated the world and not them? They apparently had a huge civilization at one point. You know, they must, maybe climate change? Possible climate change, possible meteor. There's certainly part of that because there's the fall. Um, I think the I think Turinish mentioned this at one point about how Volusia was now in what you would consider to be the Mediterranean Ocean. That it had been the rising of the waters and the whole basin had flooded. Mm -hmm. So, no, no, they don't do good. You know that actually makes sense, doesn't it? Because I don't think that that reptiles do very good with with a uh, climactic change, not like humans. We are, we're really good at adapting. It can drop to below zero and we're fine. It can go up to 111 and then we're still fine. Which could explain why they went underground. Uh, Connor, you had something to say? Well, we kind of got a breakdown from, from Caduceus about their religion, but you've read their book. What's your take on it? Uh, what do they want? Well, uh, Matthew, can you elaborate on that from what I learned? Yeah, um, it's it's very much that they look upon Yig as a fatherly figure, as, as said, but a father that rules with an iron grip. Um, it's very hierarchical, almost feudal in a way, perhaps, you could think, but kind of feudalism crossed with, a, with family lines. That they are very much about serpent people are the height of the evolutionary chain, that they are born to be leaders, they are born to be rulers, and that generally they will cry in the name of Yig and make, make their dominance occur wherever they decide to settle. 
can you tell at all, Gerhardt, from there, if they believe in, is this, you know, when we think of God, we think of a deity who is beyond all time and space that we can't really comprehend God. But Yig, everything that you're telling us, everything that you've, I've heard so far, Yig sounds like a guy. Maybe the ultimate powerful snake man, but he doesn't sound like he lives in heaven or anything uh, like that. Matthew, correct me if I'm wrong, but odd, uh, uh, I believe how we or some Christians view Jesus as the embodiment on earth of a God. They view Yig as a God, but in corporeal form. A kind of an avatar. But of what God then? Do they actually believe in some sort of pantheon of deities? I don't. I Obviously, they believe in this Sathagyu, and he sounds like a god. God of darkness, God of... You know, there, there is other gods out there, and I can absolutely say that now. And I have like a little shudder through my body when I say that. So maybe we have some more questions for the queen at some point. We need to get her out and we need to question her. And then if whatever happens, happens if she's evil. But Well, maybe we should just ask her directly if she's trying to. She, she said she'll talk more when she's free. And with yeah. all of us, we can overpower her if she is evil. Yeah, but we got to find a way to get her out without killing somebody. Um, we got to be, we can be, we're clever. We should be able to sneak her out. Either way, she needs to get out of there. We need some answers. And well, I, I'm just afraid that we'll get her out of there and she'll just run off. I Go mean, back and blow up the world or whatever she's going to do, control the world. If she can get the crown, she's going to control the world. If she wants to enslave humanity and, and put humans under the heel of the snake again, I'll put a bullet in the back of her head myself. But I don't think that's what she's trying to do. Well, it's it's actually a little more than that. It, this this crown seems to be the key. There's, there's obviously a couple of things that need to come together for it to work. But we uh, got to okay. get that crown and either destroy it or keep it away from everyone. I wasn't sure how to explain this to you, gentlemen, because half of you won't believe this. But in the Nakal texts, there is a way for me to directly contact Yig. I don't know what it would do to me or exactly. I mean, I know how to do it. I've read it. I'd have to read it a little more, but it's a possibility if we want answers, but I don't feel comfortable jumping in and doing it without some more research. Oh, yeah, exactly. Well, you wouldn't know what would happen if you did contact Yig. Do any of the writings uh, discuss what happens if Yig is summoned? Is the is the summoner meet a horrible fate, or is it more benevolent? Uh, Matthew, does it? Um... <laughs> I think that the, I think that the problem is is that in most cultures, any times you bother a god. And you don't have a really good reason to do it, you're going to get in trouble. And if Which you just is, say, hey, we got a few questions for you, Yig, he's going to be, yeah, fuck you. And... <laughs> Which is why I didn't even bring it up, but 
I figured I'd like to share the knowledge with the group. You so also have to consider level. also have to consider the possibility that if you can contact him and if he shows up, he ain't no god. He's just some guy. He's the Wizard of Oz. He's some uh, guy behind a mask pretending to be something that he's not. I saw some things last night that I can't even begin to explain to you, my friend. There are things in this universe that are beyond our comprehension. And if you look at me, I look a little... Yeah. Like I'm telling you the truth. I, I'm just, I, I, I just, I, I know that you're telling me the truth, but I just want to remind you that every religious guru since the beginning of time has believed what they've seen, and it's all been different. So it might be a flaw in the human brain that, that makes you feel this way and not the reality of it. Just but keep that in mind. Studies. You might be right, but you also might be wrong, and always keep that in mind. I didn't realize mittens came with us. I just saw that. <laughs> uh, well, train trip and mittens. I've, I've sent uh, Gerhardt a bit more text. Up to, up to you how much you want to reveal of how that, uh, how that contact works. Just give me a second to read this guy. So now we got, we got to work as a, 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 our own little organization within Caduceus to, to figure out what the hell's going on and to stop them from taking over the world with mind control. Well, this might be a good time to, uh, I was telling Connor this and, and look, we've, we've already had our suspicions that, you know, we saw, some of us saw Joshua smash the door frame. You know, we saw him, he's quite strong. There's something going on there. Yeah, but I, I thought it's, I'd it's, also. Just, no, go, please go. Johnny, you told us that Meadum and that there was that, that his um, housekeeper or something said that there was a sudden change in him, and that he got rid of all of his staff, and that he had them all replaced. Yeah, you know when you said that, my first thought, probably the same with you, Magnus, is that he'd been replaced. Mm. You know, and that's why I thought perhaps why Joshua's not recognizing Johnny or knowing anything about Johnny because it, it's not him. That's that's definitely a possibility. But I I just realized there's another possibility, and I I, I point over at Connor. Maybe he got hybridized. Wasn't that the whole point? Everybody's getting hybridized now these days. And that might make you stronger. I don't know, Connor, are you stronger? Don't don't punch me. Please, God, don't punch me. Punch punch your brother. I haven't noticed a difference. But have you tried it? Try Don't punch the cat. Please don't punch the cat. Oh, let's let's well, maybe when we get there we can test it, but maybe that's it. Maybe meet him is a well, I hybrid. Know. I know for sure that is his uh, bodyguard, Canning. Uh, he's either a serpent or a hybridized or something. Because for that entire meeting, when he was eyeballing the fuck out of Johnny, because the um, document we said he said didn't that, blink. Uh, for twenty the, uh, minutes, he didn't blink. The documents that we found said that they were using hybrids 
after made a mistake. As guards, yeah, that's right. So they must have been making hybrids for a while now, wouldn't you think? Which if makes me so worried bad. that they've turned my brother into one. And also, they, well, but if the yeah, queen, better than being dead. If the queen is interested in hybridization, and these people are hybrids, why is she fighting with them or arguing with them? Because she can't control them unless she has everything that she needs. The crown. Johnny, you mentioned, I'm drawing a blank on his name, the gentleman from the last meeting. You said he was infatuated or? Oh, uh, Gonzalez. Gonzalez. Gonzalez was batshit crazy. And he's the gentleman that gave me these papers, correct? He's the scientist. He's the one in charge of the science. But he, but he's also an ad, like a completely just brain focused believer. Well, it says here that uh, Yig will more than likely not speak or not tell any truth to someone who's not a Yig worshiper. And if he handed me these papers and you say he's a believer or I can tell he's a believer from the conversation I had with him, he absolutely cast the spell. He cast what spell? What spell? The the what I was telling you about commune with Yig. Yig oh, you think? Hundred percent, he did. Well, you oh, know what? I think he's spoken to Yig. Now, he would need a sacred snake of Yig, and have the venom from that snake to to cast the spell. So he had access to a Yig temple previous, before he even became a true believer <clears throat> or spoke to him. Well, we know there's a temple at Joshua Madam's house. Right. The thing is, is that none of that makes him a bad guy. No, right? no, no. I'm not saying that. But if we come across the temple, we need a snake or the venom from that snake. If if we were ever to try and contact, which I don't think it's a great idea. But Sorry, just to clarify, do you mean a genuine snake or a snake person? No, I... I Maybe you don't really know. Uh, a sacred snake. A sacred snake of Yig is the, the translation. Hmm. So I would say... Well, death narrows it down. I think it was... as little as a pendant. It might be, have to be narrowed down later on when we find out yeah. more information. The glands, uh, the, the poison from the glands of a sacred snake of Yig. That's probably an animal. So That's what I'm thinking. Sounds like it. Yes. So, so don't, we... don't kill them all if we find one. Sorry. We just need the glands. The we should probably consider yeah. not killing any snakes in this. Just oh yes. Uh, don't don't harm any snakes in any form or fashion. You will draw the iron hand of Yig to you. Hopefully, he doesn't yeah. know about Magnus and his giant snake killing. Good point, Johnny. Do you um, still have your uh, uh, snake oh, yeah. stick thing up? I do. The, the stick of the <laughs> stick of that. snake power. Yeah. The stick of snake. The scepter I told you not to touch. Yeah. I do. There was something else before we get too far away from it and it we all lose track. Uh, I was remembering when I was looking when I walked up to the gate of the of the estate at Meetums. If a hybridized, fully hybridized staff makes them super strong or gives them superhuman strength. 
there'd really be no need to arm them in the amount that they are armed. These guys had full-on rifles, pistols, clubs. They were they were armed to the teeth. You're correct, because if I remember correctly, I read in one of the papers that where somebody told me or anyway that the all the hybrids were removed from the property because of an incident that happened and humans were brought in to take their place. So what you had seen was humans. Well, the hybrids, yeah, you're right. But the, the, the hybrids that said they removed, I thought were specifically the hybrid dog creatures because they bit somebody. Mm -hmm. I thought it was all hybrids. But I don't I know. But, uh, but the thing is, is that uh, to answer Johnny's question that's already been answered, even if they were hybrids, that doesn't make them invincible. We could kill Connor with a gun. He'd still not want to use a gun to protect himself. Hybrids aren't invincible. And also, it might not just mean they're super strong. They may have heightened reflexes. They, so they could use still be very good at using weaponry. They're just quicker and better at it than the rest of yeah, them. Yeah, we don't know. They're not. They obviously can be can be killed. Either way, I felt no stronger, and I'm hybridized. Even in the one hand, you'd think I'd be able to like crush grapes or whatever. But right. <laughs> I mean, I can crush grapes, but you know, you you kind of follow what I'm getting at here. I tell you though, you know, finding out being treated by that bastard like I was, and seeing that he doesn't remember anything about me, he doesn't recognize me. He had no clue who the mother was, who my mother yeah, was. That's... You know, that's, and I didn't get forgetful. I didn't lose my my memory when when I started changing over. Connor still remembers who he is. He still remembers who Magnus is. You know, this hybridization, it didn't, it doesn't zap your memory. It doesn't zap your memory. Wait would, a minute. Would maybe... maybe point to the fact that it's not him. It's an actual serpent person's taken exactly. over his body. Yeah. Maybe, maybe Rose Meadum isn't the bad guy. Maybe he's the bad guy. Mm. Rose Meadum is the head of the dark, the order of whatever it is. Who told us that? How did we find that out? From them. Right, except that we've seen them in action, haven't we? With their giant yeah. black snaky monsters that come up from out of ground. We, and well, eat we haven't seen her. We haven't right. seen her, though. We well, saw her. Well, Johnny has. He, <laughs> we saw people in action. We don't know who their boss was. She's the boss. She would told them what to do. But how do we know that? We because fought, I touched the guy. Yeah, we fought Which, the guy. It, you know, I really need to find a better way to say that. No, but no, I, I. We also I, fought the guy who was pretending to be Shapiro, and he was he was part of the yeah. uh, in a night too. Hey, and he used that. Do we still have the little communication bead with um? Yes, we the do. One that I got off Shapiro. I don't have it with me. It's it's back in my lab. No, but I mean, like, so you could talk to Yig. You can. We've got ways to contact the big bads, but. I just don't think we should. I don't because, think I mean, you... Sorry. Well, no, I'm just saying, because you were saying that uh, Goncalves has, has probably talked to Yig, you reckon. And Johnny just told us that Goncalves is batshit insane. So maybe he went batshit insane by talking to Yig. So maybe you really shouldn't talk to Yig. <laughs> and, I don't know. How do you define insanity? I, like, I don't Yig. worship Yig, so he won't... He'll treat me like a peasant. You know, he won't... Uh, right. I really, honest to God, don't feel that I'm going to ever choose something like Yig as the deity that I worship. 
because unless it's all powerful and it's watching me right now, I ain't gonna buy it. <laughs> if, if anybody, I'm not saying that anybody's going to, but if there was gonna be anybody that's gonna talk to this snake god or giant snake man or whatever the hell you want to call him, Adi, uh, that would be me. Yeah, you're a snake. You're half snake already. One of the stories I believe had something in there about, and correct me if I'm wrong, Matt, but uh, if like somebody even steps on a snake and hurts it, it could incur the wrath of of uh, Yig for hurting one of his children. Oh yes, doing bad things against snakes is not going to earn you any favors with him. Even well, he's going to fucking hate that, me. Don't tell him. He he somehow knows. At least that's what the scriptures say. Oh boy, you might be in trouble then. Yeah, yeah I'm gonna be something about a farmer, a farmer's cart rolling over a, a snake uh, nest, and he incurred the the wrath of Yig. You know that's not a, okay. That's uh, a that's an interesting little story there. Except that I can guarantee you, there are thousands and thousands and thousands of people that kill snakes every day. Nothing happens. I'm just saying what I've read. I'm not agreeing or disagreeing with the subject matter. And if that's the fact, Gerhard, then he's going to love you because you literally fucked one. I, you know about that? Oh, dude, we Finally can smell you. it on you a mile away. <laughs> and he pulls his hat down and goes back to him. <laughs> I would think that just scrape up your dick. I would you surprising, but no. It, yeah. Um, a gentleman does not kiss and tell, but Doctor oh, Masala, I, I can Ooh. go over some uh, anatomy with you in private if you wish to. That would be most fascinating. What was kissing I like? I will get a new notebook out ready for this one. You're hard. Does she have the tongue? The forked tongue. Best part of it. Hey, Connor, do you have a forked tongue yet? Oh, I didn't want that image. It was... No. <laughs> Seems longer than I recall, though. <laughs> let's, let's, let's take it easy. We got some time to rest here before we get to Oklahoma. On Oklahoma, what exactly are we uh, heading into again? Give us, uh, let's give We're, a debrief. We're, we're heading into, uh, we're going to Billings because there was a signal that uh, Dr. Gonsalves heard over the airwaves. It was, it was masked, but uh, it was a call to other snake people to come to Billings. And if the thing that's now worrying me is if, if Gonsalves is a Yig worshiper, like you all think, and his people are all in, a, in on Yig, then why would they be concerned? Unless they didn't know anything about it, and it's not something that they organized. Yeah. So, it might be I mean, am I am I am I wrong? I mean, maybe not every church, and every every Christian church in the country knows what every other Christian church is doing. But if they're part, you know, if if the Pope suddenly does something, everybody finds out about it eventually. I don't also, know. There's I, probably not that many Yig worshippers really out there. Yeah, but I was kind of under the impression that the Yig, that that was the predominant area of Yig, that the Southwest or, you know, it's desert, it's mm. snake country. Snake country. 
Maybe it's maybe a, that's a prejudice on my part. A front from the inner dark or inner sorry. The inner night. Inner it night. Be. It could be the inner night calling the egg worshippers there to kill them all. Right. That's a good good guess. Especially since the egg worshippers we know don't know assuming right. they're egg worshippers. I, I think that you're probably right about Gonsalves. That doesn't know. mean that doesn't mean that you shouldn't trust him in some light because he may just be, I mean, that's what Caduceus was already doing was they were studying the snake people. From reading so the, the fact, text, I have no ill feelings towards Yig worshippers. I don't think they're a malevolent group. And I, I personally think that Caduceus is a Yig organization. Maybe. You know, you were, you were saying, I mean, it's obvious that Gonzalez was reading those texts. He's got notations all over them. Yeah. Yep. Well, if I'm I'm a scientist, I might decide to try to contact Yig too. If I'm studying this, and I'm thinking, oh, does this really work? Maybe that's how he ended up contacting Yig. I'm not that surprised. I'm just not that surprised. He's a scientist. Now, but he Joshua, also might be batshit crazy. Which Joshua Meadham has a Yig temple, though, so that's a pretty smoking gun. That I, I agree with Gerhard. I think Caduceus itself. Is a yig group. I, I try to be. I try to be very open-minded. I know that there is a Christian monastery in the Holy Land that built a mosque for the Muslims in the area. So maybe Meadham built a mosque for the the man who hates snake people because they killed his daughter. I don't think he hates snake people. I think that he hates the inner night people. Yeah, a specific group. Now I mean, the whole it, thing, everything seems to be get the end of night, get the end of night, kill them, get rid of them. And then you saying that if he was a yig worshiper. In any remaining time left on the journey, if anybody wants to brush up on their uh, nakal, I'll sit with you and try and teach you some of it. Yeah, we can work on that. I I'd like appreciate that. that. I have a photographic memory, so I'm remembering a lot more than I. I expected. Okay, I'll put this down then. If anyone wants to spend the time learning, uh, Gerhardt makes an initial role uh, as kind of the teacher here. So give me a Nakal roll again with your bonus die. Uh, it's 33 without the bonus. With the oh, oh, three. Okay, in which case, Gerhardt is a pretty damn good teacher. Roll 1d10, all those that listen. Oh, yes. Nice. Seven. Got a nine. Seven. Five. That is how many points you get in the car. No, it's not. Double S. What was that again? I, I, my friend is, I, oh, we have a friend in Yig. It is praise be to Yig. Praise be to Yig. You know, that's a commitment. If Jesus turns out to be the real thing, you're going to get in trouble for this. I think he's just one of 10,000 deities that are all biting for our attention. Do you think it's significant that the Bible is really anti-snake right in the very beginning? Yep. And the snake gave knowledge to humans. 
along with a bunch of other shit. Figs and apples and things like yeah. that. Yeah. All right. Well, if you're thinking about the Bible and connotations with snakes, uh, if anyone wants to give me an edu roll, there might be some bits you can remember from that. I, I do remember Bible, some. So. Yeah. I do five. Out of seventy-five. I, I think 100 that... finally fell, so that's oh. nice. Hey, no, nothing. I wonder what you're rolling 100 to try to remember the Bible. I wonder what you do remember. Book. <laughs> Bible for dummies. It's, it leads you down the same path that ended up with a misprint of the Bible occurring, I think it was in the 17, uh, 17th or 17th century over here. Uh, I can't remember what the nickname was given to it but effectively misprinted one of the ten commandments and said thou shalt commit adultery <laughs> it's just it's just stuck with you that's the right version of that line <laughs> and and it's like you know there were like what like take it the of salt. every animal on the ark <sighs> take it the salt and rub thing. it in thy eye the, the ark that was built by moses yeah yeah moses's ark uh, the, um, the thing for those of you that succeed um, you do recall somewhere at the, uh, the back of your mind from Bible class or from when, uh, from bits that you've heard, uh, there are certain branches of Christianity that do uh, partake in snake handling. Oh, yeah. And uh, it is definitely a, like a motif or practice that is embraced by certain, certain groups that latch on to particular passages in the Bible. St. Paul says that uh, that uh, people who are holy will be able to handle snakes and drink poison and uh, things like that, that, that things won't harm them. I think the snake handle is some of them die every year from getting bit by snakes. Of course, that just means that God doesn't favor them or whatever. It, that's actually the, the passage you're referring to is Mark uh, 16, 17 to 18. And these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name shall they cast out devils. They shall speak uh, with new tongues. They shall take up serpents. And if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. Wait, wait a second. Guys. Yeah. Hold on. So this, this broadcast... So we heard the yik thing in the background, right? That this broadcast was about broadcast. Chris, trying to gather Christians. Right. It was a and Christian. yig, if you hurt snakes, hates that. So this religion that, you know, crushed the serpent's head, all these things about getting rid of serpents and things. Right. And yig rules with an iron fist and wants to punish those. What if they're just trying to gather Christians so that they can... I don't think the message had know, anything to do with Christians going there. It was a call to all who would listen. Yeah, but that was in it in was the over town. A, a Christian broadcast, right? But the, the people that Christian broadcast that was broadcast had nothing to do with gathering. It was only the secret one that was hidden in there that you would have to be a snake person to know was in there to come to that spot. Well, we'll know in a couple hours. There's also another passage in the Bible that concerns snakes, where people were getting sick, and Moses puts a stick up with a, a bronze serpent on it, and anybody who, I can't remember, touches it or bows will be healed. 
So in that case, it's kind of a good thing, the snake thing. And then there's Cleopatra who killed herself by letting the snake bite her. Didn't you guys read all your books when you were in school? <laughs> you read the Bible in school? Sure. I read the Bible in about 30 minutes. <laughs> Photographic. Pho 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 Photographic. Mm -hmm. What? Memory. Do you remember? Do you remember last Thursday what you were eating when we were at that restaurant? Uh, don't know. Don't care. I do. <laughs> Gil, if if you could get into the room where Connor opened that safe next time and use your photographic memory to look at everything. I, I'm, I, I'm, I'm going to let you. I um, can't get in there because I can't climb like he can because I'm fat. Next time we get look, to a, a if anybody, store, I'm, I'm the only one who's going to go in and out of that room. The The difficulty of of scaling your way in there, the difficulty of opening the safe. It takes time, and the more of us that go, the harder it is. And I know the way to get back in and out of there undetected. It's less risky that way. In, in your spare time on the trip home, let's pick up a camera and take some practice shots. That way you can learn to manipulate the mechanisms properly. Just you know, not criticism, just, you know. Something tells me, Gerhardt, that Connor's really not that interested in learning photography. <laughs> well, I need to learn Chinese, so. Oh, good luck with that. Yeah, there's a lot of that in Oklahoma. Well, hey, look, how about, how about instead of me trying to learn how to use a camera, you just get Audi here to just develop a camera that you use like a pistol. Oh. That can probably be done. How you can do that? You can call well, one that you don't pictures. have to. The one that you don't have to focus to get a nice clear picture. Point and shoot. An automatic focus. Oh, I, I like I that one that. too. Good idea. Automatic focus. How much? How much time do we got before we get to Oklahoma? This is probably got about. For four or five hours by this point. Extremely productive train ride, actually. I can't, I can't actually build it in that kind of time. I, I have to get to my shop and stuff, but I can certainly plan it out and figure out how I will get things. Well, if you want, you can give me a combination of mechanical and electrical repair. And I got an O3 on the first one. Forty. That's it. Six? Six. 46. Um, mechanical repair, 65. Yeah, I, I passed both of them. Yeah, well, there you go. In which case, by the time you get to uh, get to Bingham, you will at least have some uh, initial circuit diagram blue, uh, blueprints set up. Yeah. So this, this would certainly speed up making such a device. You think it's, it's definitely possible. Yeah, I've also got 60 in technical drawing, so. There you go, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I would like to pour through uh, all of the anatomy journals and research that Caduceus provided me. I, I want to become absolutely top of my game in snake people anatomy. 
-hmm. and anything they have on uh, dissections or autopsies would be of ex exceptional interest. Oh, it's fairly dry text to anyone else, but for, to you it is, uh, as you've used the, the term before, fascinating. It's full oh, of detail. Yeah. It's, it's really full of detail. This must have been put together by a group that have had multiple subjects to dissect. Um, it also goes over, um, as I think we've mentioned, uh, at least in passing previously, that there are different genuses of snake, um, that there are subspecies or sub-races beneath the main parent umbrella term serpent person. So for instance, you have some which might be more constrictor-like, there are some which may be more poison-focused. Um, there are details on all of them. Um, they're all anthropomorphic, so they are these humanoid, um, all with the same rough kind of toughness. Um, give me a English role. An English role? Any, yeah, to see if you pick up any, uh, pick up a specific detail in there. Certainly. Oh, oh, wait a minute. English, that's going to be based off of my EDU. Okay, it's a standard pass. Okay. Um, there is a term which is mentioned in there. It's almost like a side note, but it's part of the text. A footnote, that's the word I'm looking for. Um, it refers to something called an overseer, which is a particular type of class of serpent person, which can be genetically manipulated. Um, so it's, it's almost like a kind of a bodyguard or soldier class. It's definitely the more kind of grunt, um, brute force and ignorance type of uh, type of creature. Um, and it refers to whereas certain traits of serpent people obviously will mimic the traits of the snakes and serpents that you're familiar with that appear in normal natural world uh, for, um, what's it, creatures. The overseer has uh, shows the flexibility of when you can genetically manipulate a serpent and what it, other things it can do. And it refers to that it has this long tongue which can extend and rather than uh, being used as a, just like a, a heat sensor to gauge the temperature of the air, the tongue can be used as a weapon. So it can be used to reach out over quite a long distance, grab a target and bring it in for, uh, into a close combat situation. Oh my. Yeah, there's there's quite a few eye-opening uh, bits and pieces in there. Uh, and before anybody, I, hmm? that's what I was going to say. Before anybody asks, my tongue definitely does not do that. <laughs> not that you're aware of yet. You're not saying any of this out loud, though, yet, are you, Doctor? Oh, I'm. I'm. Uh, I. I'll. I'll <laughs> casually uh, make reference to, to this in conversation as I'm reading it. I'm just absolutely fascinating, fascinated and mentioning it along the way. That's interesting. I think we've seen one. Really? Yeah, he has no eyebrows. He's bald. He doesn't blink. Oh, that's right. And he's huge. Yeah, that sounds like he's been made into a... I believe and that, maybe that's why he doesn't mechanic. talk. Because if he actually opened his mouth to talk, he would go, Which <laughs> you've got a question. Why would Joshua have someone like that as their bodyguard then if they were a person? Who wouldn't? 
You want a bodyguard? That's a perfect bodyguard right there. You want the perfect bodyguard, Artie? Call no, the I, Frost Brothers. <laughs> I got my bodyguard right here in my pocket. I kind of, deep down inside, I want something to chase me. What's in your it, pocket? Well, you know, I got the spiders, I got this, the, the ants. I'm working on various other things. Got my net gun. I'm working on something that's going to blow your socks off. Looking forward to it. All right, how far away from Oklahoma are we? Oklahoma. God, the, the dust is getting like hell out here. Oh, so you were having uh, a nice long uh, Nakal learning set, uh, session. That, that will have taken a few hours, so you'll probably, you've probably got another probably one or two before you roll in. I'm also getting a few messages to uh, to deal with as well. So, yeah, that that train will keep on rolling for a second while I deal with these. In the time while I'm obviously while I'm waiting, I'll also make sure my guns are all clean and my knife sharpened and everything, so I'm all good to go. And there'll be no uh, mishaps. Not that I'm planning to use any of it, but you know. Please don't kick any equipment. <laughs> well, I would say don't crush any snakes, to be honest. Unless unless it's uh, in a night sanctum. I, I'll tell you what. I'll stand at the back, and when you tell me to break something, I'll do it. Why don't you stand in front of us and break something when we tell you to do it? What the, okay, either way. I'll wait for you to tell me to break something. Now, here's a philosophical question. If we destroy an inner knight, that shouldn't bring the wrath of Yig, hopefully, because it's an opposing deity. Right, they're his enemies, I would think. Or, or is it like the Christian don't kill anyone, don't kill any human? They don't sound like they're that uh, compassionate, if you ask me. Religion can go in all kinds of weird directions, and the Christian Bible says, "Don't kill; thou shalt not kill." It doesn't mean thou shalt not kill a Christian, a Jew, a Muslim. It's just not human. Don't yeah, kill but, a human. But, but yeah, we'll see. You know what I mean? Unless they do something wrong, then it says to take them out and stone them to death. I, I, I'm not getting into semantics over it. I'm just saying, you know, maybe, I don't know. I don't know. I don't I, know. You might be know. right. Who knows? We don't know nothing about these people. Even the queen doesn't really know nothing about them. This is, this is what, 10 million years later. Right. Send you a message. You send me a message? Uh, I keep hearing this voice coming out of nowhere. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Hold on. I didn't see it. There was a it's bunch Yig. of messages coming up. It's Yig. <laughs> Yig, call, the call and, of Yig. And that's my hey, Mac that right you? now, too.
Jeez. Sorry about that. I didn't... <laughs> Would you quit playing with your knife, Magnus? I'm just sharpening it, making it sure it's... He's getting ready for a big tongue to lash out of him. Ew. Good God. You please tell me you don't shave with that. Yeah? No, he changed with it in his pocket. I only brought my small one as well. The big one I couldn't bring with me. <laughs> Look. Any bigger, that would be a sword. Yeah, it's a claymore. <laughs> uh, on, that, on that note, thinking about uh, sharp things, have you got that uh, particular item of yours that you normally carry? I presume you, you've got it. Yeah. Right. Just checking. I sure do. I sure as God hope it's not a baseball bat with barbed wire in it. Sounds like the kind of thing I'd like to call the seal. <laughs> no, okay. you've already what? seen it. I pulled it out in uh, Bolivia, I believe. Mm -hmm. It made you me pulled... jump down a giant hole after a, after a formless spawn. Oh, yeah, I remember. But what did you pull out in Bolivia? Oh, it's a mirror shard that I used to defend myself against some of Johnny's friends oh. when they were trying to eat me when I was oh. 12. They weren't trying to eat you. They don't eat live things. They only eat dead things. <laughs> Got a point there. It's okay. Magnus used to be a pretty big scaredy cat as a kid. So I, yeah. I, I have a question for you, Johnny. Mm -hmm. The question is, is do they kill things because they can eat them after they've killed them? No. No, they're not. It's not that kind of party. They just look for their scavengers. That's all they are. That's what they seem like. I thought that, that he seemed like kind of a nice guy. What was his life? They are. They're very polite. I don't see, you know, I, obviously they get a little bit of a bad rap because they do eat just like terror. It's a horrible thing to watch. Maybe. It's not attractive. It's not something that you'd put a candle between you and another and enjoy a nice evening with with a and Merlot. Would, That's not yeah. how it works. You would know from experience. Yeah. Well, yeah, I ate. I had dinner with them. Maybe the truth of things is that Magnus fucked with their shit, and he broke some of it by throwing kicks and shit, and uh, they were a little pissed off. <laughs> I, think, I think Adi is still a little upset by a past event. I'm not sure, though. I told you I never forget. Well, if they did, if they weren't mad about him kicking and breaking something of theirs, I'm sure they're not super pleased with him burying that big ass sword knife he's got into the guy's chest. Ah, oh, well, those things are the things of the past. It's all right. Though. It's all right, though, because we we cleared it up because Johnny shot me in the stomach. That was an accident. <laughs> I was aiming for your face. If you were aiming for my face, I need to teach you how to shoot. I'm not a good <laughs> shot, all right? That's not really my skill set. All right, we'll work on that. I lean over to Marcelo and I said, yeah, you missed a lot. Apparently. But don't worry, there'll be plenty ahead of us. I'm sure we've got more to come. Oh, oh uh, doctor. Yes. yes. Perhaps God. there is something you could look into. It would be my pleasure. So I have this whip. Um, and it, well, it hurts like hell to get hit with it. And I just want to know why. Is there some venom associated with it? Is it just 
Like, what what's the deal? Why why does it behave that way? Well, I'd be more than more than happy to investigate this and study it. I think you've got the whip with you, then. Yes. Yeah, always. Okay. Yeah, in which case, if you want to hand it over to the uh, the doctor, you can have a look in the uh, the bit of time that's left before you arrive in Bingham. Oh my! And by always, I mean when we go out on these adventures. There's no. Not, not the, not the means everywhere. Means. You can give me your choice of medicine or natural world. Um, oh, let's go medicine. Medicine. That sounds good. Alrighty. Ooh, spot on success. Okay. Yeah, it looks like it's definitely small teeth or small fangs that are embedded into the. Uh, the long, flexible part of the whip itself. Yeah. Uh, it's almost certainly made from a, a leather of a creature that you are not familiar with. But then the fangs are being embedded into it. They're embedded in such a way and also filed to a point where they are, it's almost as if the whole thing has been crafted specifically to get through the flesh of a particular type of being. Um, something that's probably got uh, a fairly furry hide um, and also probably underneath that, the skin itself is probably fairly, fairly thick. Not as thick as a serpent person's, but definitely fairly robust. Mm. So while this, yeah. this thing can definitely hurt this particular creature and is designed to inflict pain specifically upon that creature, um, anything that's got a lesser skin um, or not as robust skin will also feel the same effect. It will, prim primarily it is used to inflict pain. This is a very sadistic weapon. Yeah. Goodness, where did you find this thing? And I relay that all of the information. I hold nothing back. Probably it was the Queen's before I uh, commandeered it. Really? How sadistic. I know, isn't it great? Uh, I, I sent you a message. The skin and the teeth are two of two separate beings. Right, about that point then, um, Gerhardt just, he, he exits the compartment for a, for a few minutes and comes comes back, presumably gone, gone to use the restroom. Um, as a few minutes after that, you can feel the train starting to slow down. Uh, the whistle blows as it's announcing its arrival in Bingham, Oklahoma. Uh, the train rolls past a fairly long wooden platform and the town sign Bingham just rolls on past uh, fairly heavily sandblasted the paint's flaked a bit uh, it's definitely faded uh, but otherwise then pulls up at probably the least impressive train station that you have seen in quite some time this is a backwater to say the least uh, definitely some of the boards need replacing uh, watch your step in a few places um, there's, there's a bit of a gap between the train, the train itself and the platform. The, the building itself, where the, kind of the main waiting room or ticket office for the train station, yeah, it's a glorified shed would be another way of, uh, another way of putting it. Indeed, there is, a, um, there is an attendant that, as the train comes to a stop, uh, does yell 
quite um, quite helpfully from down the, uh, the back of the train. Mind the gap! Uh, do you think we would see one of the your American cowboys out here? Cowboys? Yeah. I read many tales of the, the West. Oh, look, no. I, I would have to build a time machine well, hey, for you hey, to hey, go hey, back. Hey, Ger Ger Gerhard? Uh, if you look off in that direction, uh, you can see this lovely array of dust. If you look off in that direction, you can see even more dust. Um, and uh, I don't know if you know this, but cows don't eat dust. Hmm. And, and that's kind of 40 years ago, 40 or 50 years ago. You've been reading too many Zane Grey novels there, Gerhard. And this that's... is also farm country, not cattle country. So... But the farmers and the cowmen should be friends. I don't know why I yeah. felt compelled to say that. They are all friends. They're all friends, but not here anymore. All right, well, I've helped uh, get all the equipment we've brought with us off the train, make sure we've got it all. Um, I'm carrying the radio, which I'm guessing is one of those big. Oh, uh, yes. One. Yeah. Uh, that is a, a definite uh, backpack and a half. This thing weigh, weighs half a ton. And the. Yeah. The land around you, confirming as as has just been mentioned, yeah, this is primarily farmland, uh, crops, not livestock. Uh, before the droughts over the last couple of years, uh, this is prime uh, cotton and peanut country. But there is very, very little arable, or at least usable land out there now. The problem is, is that they over farm. They get farming. They're supposed to let the fields go fallow like it says in the Bible, but they didn't, and this is what the result is. All turns this, to is this is because they didn't follow the Bible, Lottie? It's because they didn't leave the, the fields fallow. You're supposed to plant alfalfa so that alfalfa will replenish the, the, the minerals in the soil and make them feed uh, the can plants. We, uh, can, we, can we have science class later and go no find doubt. some place to stay? <laughs> Oh, yeah. good Sir Frost, your, your whip. Thank you so much. I would love to study it further at another date, if you don't mind. Uh, and you can call me Connor. Oh, Connor, thank you. Yep, no, yep. All right, now from your briefing, uh, you remember there were two places in town which were suggested that would have places where you can go to stay. Uh, you have the Bingham Hotel, and the Deerhead Saloon, a lovely place to be in Prohibition time. Uh, they are relatively close to where you are. The train station is on the northeast side of town. Uh, the Deerhead Saloon is probably the, it's the other side of the train track. Um, it's actually on slightly on the outskirts, it's pretty much really on the, the edge of town. The hotel is slightly closer and is into town, so it's going pretty much down, down one of the main streets that heads south from where you are here. Um, the rest of the town's laid out on the grid system. For reference, I'll bring up the map again if you want to have a quick look to give you some bearings now that you're there. So the train station okay. where you are is number three, the Bingham Railway Station. And number nine, the Deerhead Saloon. 
that's off to your right from where you are, so across the train tracks and then right on the outskirts of town. And the Bingham Hotel, number eight, is pretty much straight down the road, just at the end of the block, uh, two blocks south of where you are, so across uh, the intersection with First Street. Perfect. Oh, and a lovely cemetery. Oh, yes, pretty big. Again, what, what would be in the outskirts of the town? They've not expanded too much that way. I think probably expansions happened more heading towards the northwest than it has down to that, that side of town. But the oldest part of town definitely is the, the south, uh, southeast section. Now, nine is the saloon? Yep, nine is the Deerhead Saloon. Deerhead Saloon. Now, gentlemen, uh, this seems to be what the most remote place we could stay. It might be better. We, we could see anything come, well, minus the dust. We don't have anything out to the northeast. The town would be to our southwest. So mm -hmm. you see where I'm going with it? Yeah, I agree. Maybe not be in the thick of uh, whatever it is we're walking into. Yeah. Right. And that also means that we're far away from everything. Might be safer. I, I, yeah, but what are you going to do? Walk? You, you, well, you have two I legs, mean, Adi. One, two, three. It's like 10 blocks. We, we were from New York. We walk miles a day. We could walk this in 15 minutes. I mean, All if right. we really wanted to, we could, uh, we could split up. Some of us could stay at the hotel and some of us could stay at the saloon. Well, what uh, would be the purpose of that? Why? Yeah. Well, we got two points of two points of safety, I guess. Two two bases. I don't know. We're all freaking worried worried about an old town with a bunch of people in it. No, I'm more worried about the people sending the snake broadcast. But uh, yeah, I think I'd like to stay together. Yeah. There's safety in numbers. Let's see if and we can all get a hotel room together. I mean, not the same room. Let's we'll find out how many rooms they have, and let's just rent them all so we don't have any other. So we have the keys for all the rooms. Let's give us some money back to you. Oh, Caduceus is paying for it. I don't know. We're gonna get a call how from much? the the secretary saying, "Why did you rent seventeen rooms?" I, I'm sure it's a <laughs> saloon. How many rooms could it have? Six, ten at most. Let's just walk over there and find out. Yeah. Yeah, it's just across the street. It, it's across the street. <laughs> so what do we when they ask why we're here, what do we say? Oh, it's another business. They run a hotel. Yeah, they don't hotel. they're not writing a book. No, but small towns love gossip. And Guys, we're we're tell them we're here for the strawberry festival. <clears throat> it sounds like you're looking at the saloon then, potentially. Oh yes. I'll go okay. wherever they want. I could have sworn we were going to the hotel. Oh, I thought you said it was just, you were going just across the road, so you're going to the saloon. But you've yeah, got which, whichever one you want to go to. Just I to was count the about the saloon. Yeah. Well, the, the the saloon's across the street. We could zip over there, do a room count, and head to the hotel. You guys really want to stay in a saloon where there's going to be a bunch of fighting and all that other stuff? I'm not sure that. I mean, we were told that this town is mostly depopulated, so I'm not sure how much ruckus is going to be stirred up on a consistent basis. 
in a yeah. place where there's lots of fights. That sounds like a family reunion. <laughs> and, and there might be a cowboy. We don't want to call too much attention to ourselves. That's true. Well, that be, I mean, the hotel... It's more subdued. It's quiet. I mean, it, it, it's less... If we're here for a reason, I mean, staying in the hotel is more a more natural thing to do instead of why did these six people go stay in the saloon on the outskirts of town? It's like, oh, they're in the hotel. Besides the rooms, town, I'm going to the hotel. Okay, the room, yeah, you guys, the hotel. We'll catch up with you later. I'll be at the hotel. Just stick with us, buddy. All I right, I guess we're gone. following him. Hey, so you're all heading south. All head with Johnny. The hotel. Hey, it's not a particularly long walk. Uh, there's not really much to see on the way. There's normal style houses for this uh, this part of the world. Um, definitely even some around this close to the train station look deserted and look like they've been deserted for some time. Um, there's a couple of people that you pass out on the street, uh, very much dressed in well, normal agricultural style workers outfits, so lots of dungarees, jeans, um, clothing that's taken a bit of a battering from uh, from the weather. Um, but yeah, you, people see you, they go nod, go wave hello, such norm, normal reactions for people, just maybe a little bit, little bit subdued. And you arrive at the hotel. Uh, it's a two-story building, uh, fairly, fairly cuboid, uh, with a balcony that runs around the exterior. Uh, there's a nice big front porch. Um, opens up, the double doors are open to the, um, open to the elements, so it's cool down the inside of it. And yep, in the main lobby, there is a normal reception. Uh, there's a um, man behind the front desk. Uh, there's a door behind him that then goes into a back office. Uh, he's smoking a pipe and just seems to be uh, sat actually reading the newspaper as you come in. So he uh, hears the footsteps on the wooden flooring and then looks up. Oh, uh, guests. Hello. How can I? How can I help? Uh, rooms, please. How, how many would you be looking for there, sir? Six. Six rooms. Yeah. Uh, he quickly puts his newspaper to one side, uh, pulls over a uh, book, or the uh, or the ledger, the signing book. Yeah. Um. All together or spaced out? We've got plenty of room at the moment. All together, please. Okay. Uh, yeah, the, uh, rooms. He turns around to a nice rack of keys that you see behind. Uh, shows that there's 12 rooms in total. Um, pulls up the keys for rooms two through seven, at which point lays them out on the um, on the desk. Oh, you're paying uh, how many nights? We do a discount on weekly rates, or uh, if you're staying only a few days, uh, passing through by chance, or we don't actually know. We're here on business. Business, eh? Ah, okay. Well, if you need any pointers of places to go or where, where various things are, then certainly can uh, can help you out there. Um, otherwise, if oh, you um, these rooms, they're on the second floor. Yes. All of them. Uh, mm -hmm. these rooms are. They say rooms two through seven are. Unless you okay. prefer a ground floor room. No, I think second floor would be just fine. Okay. They usually have a bit better view. A lot of people request request so those more than the ground floor. So when he's pulling the key, when he pulled the keys off, 
uh -huh. the I want to I want to sew as there so there's two copies of each key. Like uh, how many yes. copies? How many copies of the key? And then room one is room one still have both keys? Uh, room one has one key up there. So one key is evidently someone is staying in room one. It looks like we're not your only guest. Well, I say, assuming you'd like to stay with us, then uh, yeah, we, we only have one other uh, one other room currently uh, currently being let out. Uh, father and son that uh, turned up uh, earlier this morning. Hmm. Has there been uh, a lot of visitors lately, or um, not really. Uh, we don't get much business travel out this uh, these parts anymore, to be honest. Uh, not pretty much since all the uh, all the farmland dried up. So, so. I, I'm I'm going to walk up and I'm going to take room number two. I want Keep four. That. I'll take three. Seven. I'll take six. Five. My there favorite. No process number. of elimination. <laughs> Is it really dark? That's why I chose four. It's my favorite number. All right, in which, in which case he puts the sign-in book on the uh, counter, spins it round, and says, "If I could just get everyone to uh, to sign in, that would be that'd be great." Jeez, they make you sign your souls away here. Johnny, can you sign for me? My hand is cramped. Who's who's signed? Who? What's the name of the person that signed in for us? Uh, Mortimer Allen. And his son Lloyd. Yeah, it looks like they, as per what the gentleman behind the desk said, uh, they signed in early this morning, so they probably got the first training. That that was Mortimer Allen and his son. Yeah, or Mortimer did... Allen and Lloyd Allen. Lloyd, Lloyd, okay. Yeah, I'll sign for. Gerhard too, since his hand is uh, trembly. Yeah, when I went to reach for that, my hand recoiled. <laughs> yeah, you have flashbacks to thinking maybe this is something other than skin, and you're writing something other than ink. Yep. And I, I look flush all of a sudden. Uh, you, you hear there, Gerhard? Books? I, I, I didn't sleep at all. I'll, I'll tell you later. And I just kind of like pick up my bags, mumbling something. Okay. All right. As the uh, gentleman wants everyone's, uh, everyone signed in, says, uh, if you're unsure as to when you're, uh, when you're going to be leaving, as you say, it's on business, and he kind of looks around and almost as a stage whisper, and I imagine probably got it all on expenses, uh, then we can settle up uh, once, once you leave, if that works better for you, gentlemen. That seems That'll nice. Work. If right, we're here right. past if we're here past three days, we'll pay you in three days. At least but we might keep going. You know what I'm saying? I don't oh, want to leave you I don't want to leave you hanging for a week without paying. No, 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 that's fine by me. If it's fine by you, I'm I'm all good. Yeah. I should probably do uh, some introductions as I'll be your uh, or your host yeah. for the uh, for your stay there. Um, he extends a hand. Uh, Delbert, Delbert Adams. Oh, Mr. Adams, it's nice to meet you. Oh, Volens, Dr. Volens Macello. A pleasure. Oh, pleasure, pleasure. 
So, um, it's, uh, I can start taking your bags up to uh, your rooms. It might take a little while with... Uh, actually, hang, hang on one second. Uh, Rosemary! He yells over his shoulder. Uh, there's this the loud or like, shrieking, What? It comes from, out there, comes from out the back from the office. And uh, a lady that's about the same kind of age as him. Uh, he's, he's kind of in his mid-50s, you think. Does he have a wedding uh, ring? Oh yes, yeah. Uh, she kind of comes out slightly hunched. She kind of peers round the corner first. What is it? And says, oh, we, we've, "We've got guests here." Oh, right. Well, take the bags upstairs. And then she promptly turns around and goes back into the office. I oh, got my own bags. I got my own bags. Yeah, too. yeah. I'll, 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 I'll carry the bags. Don't, 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 don't worry about it, Delbert. Hey, um, where is the? Uh, is there a place to send a, a, a telegram? Yes, the uh, the telegraph office is right by the train station. Any good places to eat or see? Uh, well, if you're looking for food, um, the Deerhead Saloon used to do pretty good food. I haven't been up there in, in a while, but I imagine it's uh, probably still does some... Um, yeah, probably does some good food still. So I see the, the, the anti-saloon link hasn't killed all the saloons. Oh, no, we, we have a very good um, prohibition agent that uh, comes up uh, every so often. Yes. Uh, Mr. Mr. Smith, yeah. He gets, uh, he gets uh, some free food, uh, some free um, beverages from the saloon and then promptly declares that the place is uh, free of uh, any alcohol. Mm. Man of integrity. Mm. Yeah. Sounds like the way New York works, too. <laughs> no, Delbert, you don't know when the next service is at the yeah, First Christchurch there, do you? Oh, yeah, it's probably, um, probably tomorrow morning. Uh, most of those daily services. Um, usually the uh, Reverend Cornfield prefers giving, the, giving his sermons in the morning. Um, I okay. highly advise or highly recommend if you want to uh, go along for a good show and go along for some good... Good old fashioned, uh, some Bible, uh, Bible thumping. That he's he's a man that you'd want Bob to listen to. Oh, did you see his Reverend Cornfield? Yes, that's Corn, his name, Reverend Cold, Cornfield. Coldfield. Corn. Corn. Okay. Cornfield. Unusual name. Oh well, at least around here, uh, the Reverend and his brother—they've been in town for. They've lived here all their life. Do they do the old time religion? They've got that old time religion. He's um, he's mixing it up a bit. He's uh, he recently did a uh, oh, what did I call it? Um, no, uh, G Jesus did it. Wandered out into the uh, into the wilderness for forty days and forty nights. Yeah. Uh, Walkabout. He, well, he certainly went round in a circle and came round about here back anyway. But yeah, he came. He came back fully uh, renewed with the uh, the power of faith. Question: Are you 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 praying anywhere, Delbert? Oh yeah, I don't, I'm, a, I'm a regular at the church. Yes, yes. When the 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 father um, went a walking for forty days, what exactly did he take with him? Oh, nothing. That was that was the point: is that God would provide. And so he, he went with nothing for 40 days and he came back 40, you know, later, still with nothing. No well, knife, no matches, 
like a desert oh. mystic. God would provide, and God indeed did provide for him. Oh, um, no he lived off the land. Good, That's good, good amazing. for him. I'm going to take my bag to my room. Yep, let's I'm get going, up Connor. We're heading up. I'm heading up. Yeah. And when I when I pass room one, I want to listen to see if anybody's in there. Okay. Um, give me a luck roll to see if they're in. It's like we're all deeply into barbecuing because we keep grilling everybody that we meet. A uh, fourteen is a pass. Okay. Uh, do you want there to be anyone in there? Uh, no. Okay. You don't hear anything there. I want to pick the lock. <laughs> ah. Okay. Right. Um, I will give you a lock pick roll with a bonus die because these are very basic locks. These are almost an afterthought of a lock. Jesus, Connor, can't you stop that for five minutes? Okay, so 74 is a fail. For the bonus, I said that 64. And I'm going to spend 14 points of luck to avoid the embarrassment of not being able to pick this lock. <laughs> this would be embarrassing because it is so such a basic lock. After a brief readjustment, there's a pop and the door opens. As, as he's walking in, I'm just going to say, Connor, grab me something. Yeah. It doesn't matter what, just grab me something. Just nothing of the kids. Get the adult stuff. You can't stop either, John. Um, just, I'm going to put the radio in Odd's room. I'll put it down in, in Odd's room, who I believe was room four. Oh. Yes, you're next to me. Yeah. The Horseman of the Apocalypse, four. And, and I'll head over to Gerhard and make sure he's okay. He, he didn't look quite well. Thank, thank you. I just didn't sleep yesterday, and I've learned a lot of strange things the last week. Would you like a mild sedative to help you sleep? No, no, no. I do not partake in any type of intoxicants at all, even alcohol. Dr. Masella. Yes. You say, yes. You say mild sedative. Yes. Can I get one of those to go to my room. Oh, certainly. Excellent. Thank you, though. So, what is what's in the um, what's in behind door number one? Okay. Uh, door number one is a fairly normal-looking hotel room. Um, there's nothing special about it, it seems. that the, the doors here are fairly equally spaced apart. You're all on one corridor that's basically on one side of the building. Um, they're all equal size by the look of it. Um, if you were to look back in your room and then look in at room one, they're almost the same layout. Um, they've got a couple of beds, bedside table in, bet um, in between them. Uh, there's a couple of trunks in their room. Uh, one evidently smaller than the other, evidently a kids one, where there are some obviously smaller clothes which are there. Some of them have been hung up in a wardrobe, others are still uh, still laying on some of the edge of the, the open trunks. Um, it looks like they've they've done a cursory job of set, uh, settling in. They've pretty much opened up the case, put some bits in the wardrobe, put some bits on the bedside table and then they've gone out. Um, the larger of the trunks is not odd, that's probably overstating it, but is different and it catches your eye because there's a large stack of Bibles in the bottom of the trunk, um, all of which appear to be fairly new, um, unread. Um, that's the only thing that's is, really is stands there one, out. Is there one that's um, worn at all in any of the bags, like a more war red marked, like 
you have a good search around. There's no Bible in the um, in that selection that looks like it's been used. These are all brand new. Um, as you do a circuit around the room, thinking, well, has he put anything on the bedside table and so on? Um, there's no Bible there, but there is a nice uh, silver-framed photograph um, of what looks to be a quite nice-looking young lady, uh, probably in her, you think probably mid-twenties when this was taken. It's, the photo's evidently a little bit old. It's faded slightly. Um, well, this okay. is perfect. <laughs> I want to pocket it mm -hmm. and go go give it to Johnny to do his thing. Okay. Um, and then, so, before I leave, um, it does, like, check, like, how how old is the sun? Or is it two adult like sets of clothing? Is it like how tall? Oh. There is very much a, a size difference here. No, you think the kids probably, are probably not even a teenager yet. Okay, so very very young. Mm -hmm. We'll take one of the new Bibles too. Yeah, plenty of them. One won't be missed. Yep. They, they they I think massive. Johnny can find out what they were doing when they were packing all of these. Yeah, you think they're probably fairly mass-produced. There's not, there's nothing special about the particular edition. If anything, they look a little bit on the cheap side. Um, opening up the binding isn't great, but yeah, other than that, they look all right. Hmm. Anyway, so sounds like there's a knock on Johnny's door. Yep, and there and there's nothing like you know a poster of Jaeger or anything. You know, uh, no, nothing <laughs> in that place. <laughs> Giant black robes and knives and no. <laughs> now they've already put those away in the wardrobe. Yep. Mm. As you do, that's that is where they go. So you, uh, yeah, so are they, they're gonna miss this. No, do you well go put it back? Do you just oh. all right? I'm I've gotta do it fast. I'm gonna try to do it a little fast and hopefully they don't come back while I've well because they're gonna miss this. They're gonna walk in the room and be like, Where's the picture of this? Where's my you know what? Let's just do it. Uh, 21 on 98. So that's a very, very, very hard. Okay. So you you won D10 and you won D6. D6 is 5. And my D10 is 3. D10 is 3. And the D6 is 5. Okay. So you do it in 3 minutes. So you're, you're holding on to this thing. You don't get anything malicious at all come off the photo. Uh, come off the photo. Uh, the the feelings you get are a combination of of sorrow, of sadness, of loss, and also deeply intense, passionate, true love. This this is a photo of his wife that passed away some time ago. Nothing else. Nope, just that there's just the override, uh, this overarching echo of sadness that's echoed through the years since she died. Here, take this back, Connor. This is, he's there. Yeah, just take it back. It's his wife. He lost his wife. There's nothing bad about these people. They're just people. They, I don't know what their exact story is, but they're just moving through. There's nothing malicious on them. Okay, well, glad that we checked. So I'll yep. go put those things Oh, back. yeah, yeah. Plus, you, you want a Bible? 
I know. I'll, 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 I'll get it. I'll, I will. I'm going to get one from them, but I'll ask from them. That way we didn't get it in evil. You know, Romans 12, 17, evil with evil, do things to make people good. Make right, sure you're good in the eyes of others. And I'm going to take a shot of the sedative from uh, Marcelo. Mm-hmm. Because right, the lo- that loss reminded me of my loss and I just man, it's not always good. This It's not always a blessing. It's uh, most often a curse. So I'm going to just kind of close the door softly behind Connor and kick back and uh, you know set it. Sedate. <laughs> yeah, in which case then as uh, you lay back becoming comfortably numb that you feel almost again this smoke-like presence surround you almost comforting in a way and make sure that it's it's always watching over you all right and back in the other rooms then uh, you're returning the photo back to the room one yep and the and the bible okay putting stuff back where you found it not yep. a problem so you can you can then leave without leaving any trace that you had been in there so I can lock, you can lock the door much easier on the way out. All right, anyone else doing anything when they've uh, gone to their various rooms? Um, I'll pull out my other shark thing, my, my mirror shards, and um, just take a quick glance at it, and then I'll put it on the bedside table. Uh, give me a spot hidden roll. is a 56 which is a hard pass okay wow your spot hidden's really hard <laughs> yeah right um, just out of the kind of the edge of the reflection as you're holding it up and turning it round maybe you've got the maybe got the door slightly open or slightly ajar behind you yeah um, you almost think you catch a glimpse of someone walking the crowd walking down the corridor but you can't hear footsteps but you definitely see the image move uh, a figure fairly dark maybe you're fairly sure with, with that level of success robes or some kind some kind of dark clothing okay I'll pick up the shard again and I'm gonna go to the door and sort of hold it so that I can see down the direction that the the, the figure went mm-hmm. to see if I get anything else. Okay. Uh, this maybe will be down to how quick you can do it because it's only going to be around for a few uh, for a few uh, few moments. Okay. Uh, give me a dex roll to see if you can get in place quick enough to see where it's going. That is a sixty-one which is a standard pass, but I'm happy to spend some luck. What would I need to get it to? No, no, standard success is fine. You're, okay, you're cool. definitely, you're, you're able to uh, catch a view of it, uh, mainly the back of it, so you don't catch the, uh, kind of an idea of the face or what or who is underneath it. Um, but you catch the back of it as it goes into Gerhardt's room, walking through the door. Um, okay. 
I'm going to walk down the hall and knock on Gerhard's door. There's a knock. Come in. I'm going to open the door and really awkwardly be like, like kind of with my back to Gerhard with the mirror, trying to like see if I can see a figure behind me and stuff. Okay, uh, give me another spot hidden roll. <laughs> um, what? Uh, five. Oh, okay. Right. Um, yeah, you can probably give me a sand check in a second then. Um, oh shit. <laughs> as, as yeah, definitely someone is acting a bit more strange than you, Gerhard. That um, there, yeah, Magnus here is holding this shard of a mirror up, and he's kind of looking around, trying to trying to get an angle on something. And he kind of almost turns his back to you as he's got this. You can you can see yourself the reflection in the mirror as his eyes op- uh, open wide. How did you do on that sound check? Uh, that is a forty-four, which is a yeah pass. Okay, uh, this figure, this black cloaked outline, uh, is pretty much stood in Gerhardt's almost Gerhardt's shadow in his in his silhouette, his profile. You can just see the corner move slightly to one side, and you catch sight of at least the sliver of the face that's underneath it, which is jet black. Uh, The skin is obsidian. The eyes are the same pigment. The corner of the mouth that opens in uh, in a smile reveals black teeth beneath it. And in that moment when you catch when you catch the sight of its eye, something or the biggest chill you felt run down your spine does so. Uh, Cross off for one point of sanity and then it just moves back into his profile and then it's almost gone but I can still I can still frankly see him once it moves back into his shadow it's almost as if he's hiding exactly behind Gerhardt so unless Gerhardt moves like really quickly you're not gonna you can't see it now What, what are you doing all right gerhard this is this is gonna sound crazy all right um all right let me and i'm gonna close the door and and i'm gonna right gerhard you believe in all this magic stuff and things and and stuff right yeah you know dear yeah okay so i this this mirror shard i i was telling you guys on the train i picked it up uh when i was attacked by the ghouls when i was younger um, it's just what I could find. I picked it up and sometimes I, I see things in it or it makes me feel certain ways and stuff. I've always, it's like a lucky charm. I keep around with me. Almost like a scrying mirror. I don't know what that is, but sure. And just, I was pulling it out before and putting it on my side table and I saw something walk down the hallway and I managed to, to chase after it and, and it walked through your door and, uh, now it, it's hanging out in your in your shadow, and it's it's uh, it's got a like black face with like jet black eyes and teeth and stuff, and and it's it's like it's hiding in your shadow. You see my face drop when you describe it. <sighs> yes. Friend of yours? Mm, not intentionally. 
I think I um, fucked up. I think I fucked up big time, but we'll get into that later. Do you want me to keep this from the others? Yeah. I need to figure out before. I, I'm still trying to wrap my head around it. I, I really think I fucked this up. Um, well, just so you know, I don't know how to shoot things that I can only see in a mirror. I so, don't think, I don't think any of us combined can do anything to this creature. What have you done, Gerhardt? And I look around and I relay the story of the book signing incident. Right. In fact, right before you came in, I was actually going to meditate and try and contact my higher power. Not, oh, and I shiver to see if I can even still meditate like I normally could. Can I check to see if it's still there behind actually, me? Actually, since you're here, let me try and meditate and you look in this thing. Okay. Now I'll go into like I've done for probably 15 years. Go try and enter my meditative state. All right. You're on mute. Yep, give me a power roll. 23 out of 75, so it's a hard. Uh, all that you hear when you cl uh, clear your mind of everything and try to reach out is just a quiet, content, but malicious laughter. And Magnus sees, after about two or three minutes, actual tears start welling down my eyes. I don't want to touch him because I, I don't know what state he's in, but I'm up to, uh, do I, do I see anything uh, in the mirror? No, there's no reaction. Okay. No. Nope. And I say my whole life's work is gone. And I'm just staring blankly at the floor or whatever trunk or. Can't your, um, do doesn't your sister do the same stuff? Could she help? Let's keep this to ourselves for now. Else I don't, and not you, like he's, hand, my hand is trembling. Uh, like, you know, like I've just gone through some realization. Actually, I'm gonna make a sound check. 70 out of 74 I passed, but I think I'm still gonna take one point. And I'm not gonna absorb that one. I'm gonna let that. Um, I need, actually, I don't wanna be alone. Let's- uh, You wanna let's... go to the saloon? I don't drink, but yeah, uh, I, yes, please. I need to. I fucked up. I I I fucked up. Okay, uh, Connor can can keep an eye on the other guys. Um, no, let's let's not. Deep, let's all. I think we should all stay together. We want to get the, all right. Let's go get yeah. the. All right. Um, and I guess I'll uh, go knock on the rest of the guys' doors and just sort of poke my head and say, uh, hey, fellas, uh, Gerhard needs to talk. We need to we need to get out of the hotel. He needs to talk outside of the hotel? Yeah, or, it's, it's, it's serious. 
or let's just get in one room and and I'll explain the story to everybody. Well, yeah, because the saloon's gonna be noisy if he wants yeah, to. Yeah, right. Yeah, let, let, let's just go into his room because in case our, uh, you know, all right, the dead wife brigade comes back, we don't want them to overhear. J- Johnny, J- is that Johnny. insensitive? The what? I don't. What? The what? The, the what? Uh, we we need to have a chat in, in Gerard's room. Uh, fine. Fine. What? Right. What? What's the dead dead wife's brigade? Oh, the. The, the 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 dead wife of the people that live that are staying in the room one is someone dead? How how do you know anything about the people in room one? Oh, because I <sighs> gave. Of course, Jesus Christ, guys, guys, this is something. Something's happened. I need you to focus and listen <sighs> to Gerhard for a second. All right, all right. I wasn't gonna talk about this, but. Magnus actually saw something, so, and then I just explained the whole story about how I went to the bookstore, and like, oh, I don't leave any of the details out. I find it hard to believe that somebody who lives in New York actually signed something without reading the fine print. Well, well, according to Gerhardt, there wasn't downstairs. any fine print. Oh, that's right. You're not really from New York, are you, Gerhardt? I'm from a farm in Germany. Yeah, but don't think so. Oh. Neither here nor there. Some evil entity has attached himself to me. Oh boy! Well, what, how do we deal with that? Ooh, ooh, ooh! Ask it. Ask it about Yig. Maybe it knows Yig. Can you commune with it? Sort like, can of. You, can like, you ask it questions? Why would you believe it? Ask it about Yig, Katanathoa. Last it was, night it, it visited me and it showed me things that are beyond, almost beyond the level of human comprehension. I mean, and I go into some detail about some weird thing I learned. Well, you, you woke me up for this? Um, Magnus, can you, can they see in the mirror? Maybe? Well, I mean, well, I mean, Johnny, I, I don't mean to, but do, do you want to hold it? We're yep. going to church tomorrow. Isn't no. that going to take care of anything like this? I believe... I don't even want to say its name out loud. Do I, I know the name, right? It whispered its name to me? Oh, yes. One of its names. What an extraordinary tale. You know that in, the, in a lot of religious cultures, they believe that if you actually know the name of the thing, then it can't hurt you. You have power sure. over it. Yep, there we go. Problem solved. Oh. Well, we're talking about magic and witchcraft and, and religion. And I mean. Is that the same thing as vampires can't come into your room unless you invite them? Yeah. I thought that was ghosts. Is it vampires? Ghosts can walk through walls. So vampires can. Vampires need to be invited in, I think. Magnus, oh. can you do the mirror thing? Maybe they could see it so they don't think I'm crazy. We think Magnus is crazy. Yeah. But you'll see it with your eyes. I'm very curious to take a gander. I'll, I'll, hand, take a gander, uh, Doc. I'll, I'll hand um Dr. Nassau because he's so keen my uh mirror shard. Yeah. Um uh, looks like it's definitely part of a larger mirror. Um has been worn, well maybe not worn, but smoothed in various places so it doesn't cut you when you hold it in a particular position. So yeah, you could use it as a uh, as a crude weapon perhaps. Interesting. He calls himself Nyarlathotep. 
Nyer. Say that three times fast. Not what was it? Nyer Lethup. Nyer Lethup. Sounds Egyptian. Leather tap. Look, looking into it, am I seeing anything? If I look at, I'll, I'll try and do that. Okay, yeah, you can't. You move to get some shift of perspective to see uh, see if you can see anything through it. Um, you're getting a good vision of everyone around you. Um, give me a spot hidden roll. Okay. Do I use my keen vision spot hidden bonus for this? Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, so I've got an 08. Oh, okay. Nice. Um, yeah, you can definitely follow that up with a sound check then. Oh, geez. <laughs> Sorry. That's all right. 49. Sanity. Oh, oh, good. I, I made it. It is yeah, out of 55. So, yes. Right. I'm. Um, I'll put it also that because of where it's positioned, that you're only catching a glimpse of it. So I'll even reduce a little bit of the sand loss. Uh, you can give me a D4. Oh, D4 for even passing my sand check. Holy oh, yeah. lovely. And, we actually, and we actually see this reaction in, in the doc's demeanor. Oh, but certainly. Yeah. So one point was that? Yes. Okay. Yeah, you catch a glimpse as you're moving around, uh, particularly as you're so uh, keen-eyed that you realize where it's standing or where it's positioned in the room. Um, it's actually behind Johnny. Um, if yeah. anything, it looks like God. a worm-like figure or worm-like body of smoke that lightning flickers through. And you only catch the briefest of glimpses of it, thankfully. My hell's Else. And what, why do you keep looking? Why do you keep looking at me? But I relay exactly, <laughs> and that's not what I saw, right? Oh no, that that description does not match. So, do we need to have like a, a séance or something? I'm speaking to the entity that's inhabiting the room. Please leave. But no, hang on, that's a different end. That's not the thing I saw. Wait, does Gerhard and Johnny have separate cuckoo people with them? Uh, I don't think so. I think, yeah, it can have many, many, many forms. I'm sorry, I, I... And he's, like, actually weeping again. Well, don't get all crying now. What'd you do, bring a god in here after us? No, not... For you guys, he, I guess I'm kind of sold my soul to him. I guess. Oh. <laughs> oh, that's not what. But much. now yeah. I can't. I can't contact. I can't do my meditation. I can't contact my higher power. I all my whole life's work is down the drain. Can you talk but, to your sister? I haven't even tried. I would have to wait till midnight in Germany. And hmm. what, what's today's date? I mean, the day of the week. Um, what day would you like it to be? Well, I, I would contact her on a Tuesday, so it's not Tuesday. That's all. I'd have to wait to Tuesday. Sunday's tomorrow. Church. Okay. Yeah, so in two days, I could try her. Unless yeah. we try and contact Johnny. You said, you said this thing tells you? It tells you things? I... 
talk about one of the, you know, I got nine mythos points out of it. So uh, some bizarre, I think. Uh, how, I, I, how, how the universe is just a dream of this uh, blind idiot God that floats at the center of the universe, blaspheming in its, in, in its own insanity, its mind gone, listening to the sound of flutes and piping until the end of time. Ooh, lovely. Um, I know how it sounds. I know. But does I've anyone else it. want to look in the mirror? I've no. it. Hand it right back to you there. I'll, look. I'll, so I'll, you I'll take that. Believe me. Right, Connor's taking For some reason, out. I kind of halfway believe you, and I really don't want to look. Do they get any mythos points for seeing him? <laughs> Only if they no, lose a certain amount. Oh, okay. I don't want All right. <laughs> Connor's looking around with the mirror. But look, if there is something in here, please leave us alone. We got work to do. Okay, no, which anything is move? Connor, uh, Connor can give me a luck roll. After I spent luck to break into a room of oh oh six, that's a that's good. Okay, um, you didn't sound very happy about that. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Your choice here, because this is probably closest to you, is do you want to see something? Sure. <laughs> that's not okay. that, that sounds that's what that sounds funner than not seeing something, so yes. Okay, in which case give me that sound check, please. And there it is, that's a fail. <laughs> oh right. Should have known. Oh, shit. Connor shoots things when he loses it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, from behind you, then. Oh. Uh, this is something. This is something different. Um, you see this almighty snake, or at least the image of a snake, uh, snake skin, wrapped, or not wrapped around you, but coiling and wrapping around itself behind you. Almost as like a snake that's getting ready to strike, one that's always moving and always in perpetual motion. Um, if you fail your sand check on that, you can give me a d8. The snake seems to fill the room from behind. Ooh, three. Hmm. Are you guys relating what you're seeing? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I did in Dr. Vassello's. Yeah, I, I relayed yeah, exactly what I saw I... to my amazement. This is all snake imagery. I'm wondering if this isn't just a snake person. That's not all snake imagery. The other two people did not see anything. This is, I'm seeing something. Uh, I, I definitely did not see a snake. Yeah, but see a worm. Hey, I, I no, mean, I look, just take take the mirror. Okay. I, I don't want to. Uh, Mr. I C believe is you believing. All. No, I right. believe you all. I don't want to be damaged by whatever it is you're doing. I, I don't think Johnny should take this because that no. that's asking for trouble. Johnny's already a devotee of uh, ghoul uh, and uh, friend, one of the friends. friends. I haven't. Sh I don't think I've shared that with anyone. Oh, okay. Sorry. I'm sorry. I just wanted to be upfront with you all about the situation. Well, I mean, as long as it doesn't... What does it mean? It's not doing anything to us. It's feeding me information. 
Well, that's a good thing, isn't it? I just don't believe it necessarily. <laughs> and let's, let's, we're here for a purpose. Let's do our purpose. And I kind of snap back to semi Gerhardt that you've seen in the past. Well, seeing, uh, well, giant snake fill this room for a second. I, I feel like a drink. Anybody want to come join me at the saloon? We can we can wire we can wire Caduceus about. Yeah. We've arrived and we're staying in this hotel. Because I mean, uh, Joshua wanted to stay very informed. So. Mm. And maybe I should use the mirror on Joshua. See what I see. Uh, well, I, I'm sure. I'm sure his bodyguard's gonna love it when you're. What does the mirror do? Does it show you the truth, or does it just show you things that we can't see? Yes, grab so. hold of it. Grab hold of it. No, I ain't gonna do touch it. the fucking thing. Would you just do it? No. You didn't want to touch the scepter. Touch the mirror. I did touch the scepter, and it fucking fucked me up. But then touch I, the mirror. That's an even better reason to touch the mirror. Ain't touch the mirror. I don't want to see. Magnus, give him the mirror. The black thing. Can I make a mythos roll against a mirror to see if I know anything about it? You can give me a give me a shot. Yeah. I mean, as far as I know, it was just a standard mirror. Granted, it is covered in ghoul's blood. Seventeen out of twenty-five. Okay, I will send you a message. All right. All right, give me the fucking mirror. God, I Here we go. All right, there you go. Now, what do I do? I just look into you it? look into it and, and, I guess, look behind yourself and look behind all the rest of us with the mirror. All right. Oh, there's nothing there. <laughs> ah. Guys, if there's so help me God, if there's something there, then I'm going to look. <laughs> I forget what I'm going to do. Oh, he's, he's, he's sending me a message. Mom, mom, what are you doing there in the darkness? <laughs> Utterly fascinating. Dad, what are you doing there? I figured you'd be there. I don't see nothing. Silent. I see a man dressed in white with red glasses. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's going to look at you, scratching his head, but kind of then shrugs. No, um, you don't actually see anything apart okay. from what you would normally see in a mirror that you hold and move around. Wow, that's that's really scary. Take that back. You didn't see anything, did you? Yeah, saw all sorts of things. I saw the basin on the counter. Oh, hey, hey, uh, evil specter in this room. You know, you should show something to this guy because he doesn't like believing it when we tell him about weird stuff. All due respect to whatever entity may be here. I'm not interested. No, thank you. Yeah, move a bowl. Just move a bowl across the table there. Oh, don't tempt him. Tempt him to. He's not like a showman. How do you know? You didn't see anything in the mirror. She sounds Egyptian to me. A mirror, you said hotel on the, the mirror end. god uh. or the leather whip. All right, Connor, let's go get a drink. Let's go get a drink. Nico. Hopefully they have some decent whiskey. Dr. Masello, would that will drink intensify what I already took? A little bit. 
I would okay. recommend drink nothing more than one strong drink. Okay. Or you might be down for quite a while. We'll carry you home. Fantastic. In which case, then, it sounds like you're all heading off to the bar? That's correct. Yes. Okay. So, a couple of blocks walking further north, then getting back to the train station. And then, as it's mentioned, so there is the telegraph office apparently next door. Uh, it's very hard to distinguish which building is the telegraph office. If you weren't told about it, you probably would have missed it. Then you did miss it the first time. Uh, there is a building across the street, which is pretty much just marked telegraph. You can note it by the wire coming out of the building, but it could have been a phone line, it could have been a power cable. It's very nondescript. It doesn't look as though there's much traffic goes through there at all, or much business rather goes through there. So, over the train line, and then up the main, uh, up the, yeah, up, is, is, it is indeed up Main Street. Take a fork off to the east, and you're at the Deerhead Saloon. Uh, this place looks like it's had better days. There's definitely some uh, some woodwork that needs uh, needs doing around here. Uh, there's a couple of bikes that are parked up out the front, but push bikes. This is like bicycles, not um, not motorbikes. And well, one horse that's out front. And you can hear sounds like someone on a uh, well, piano or harpsichord inside. And who's the first through the door? Okay, so the one who's hunting whiskey to uh, to kind of add to their uh, drug cocktail. Whiskey intensifies. Okay, you head in through the um, through the door, pushing the iconic saloon doors open. As soon as the door uh, doors open, the music cuts, and there is this uneasy silence as the handful of locals inside almost without speaking they'll give you that impression of you're not around here are you boy and on that tense moment we will leave it for tonight Excellent. our players included Stuart Lifley, John Byram Morgan Llewellyn, Jason Melichok Zane Fleming and myself with Matthew Sanderson as the keeper of the secrets we're currently producing up to four shows a week with music and sound effects added in post-production in order to create a richer listener experience. We provide audio-only versions of our shows free for you to download from Podbean or iTunes. The costs involved with the show are provided almost entirely by our patrons. Without them, we wouldn't be able to do what we do. If you'd like to support our show, please visit our Patreon account. Just a dollar to a month helps us a lot. You can find a link in the description below. Like, share, and subscribe to our channel and punch the bell icon for updates on our latest shows. And leave us some comments. We enjoy reading them and answering any questions you might have. This is Tom Rayleigh, together with all the members of our gaming club, inviting you to journey with us once again into the darkness for another adventure into the universe of HP Lovecraft and the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. Until next time, good luck and good gaming. Yeah.